we go. Who wants to ride? Not me. All right, let's pray for our president and those in authority over us. Father, we just lift up our president to you right now. We ask your protection to him, over him, and all of those in the White House that work alongside him. We pray your uh, divine hand of protection around them. We just pray a shield around them right now in Jesus' name. Uh, and then all those in Washington that make decisions on our behalf, we pray, Father, that they would seek the wisdom of God for the decisions that they make. And we ask you, to Father, to just please help them to, to get some things done that we need to get done, some laws passed that we need to get passed in this country in Jesus' name. We pray that they would let uh, a lot of the differences lay aside those differences in Jesus' name. We pray for them to be able to get along and make decisions together and work together for the good of the country in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. And so, Father, we just thank you for this blessed nation that we live in. What a privilege and honor it is to be born and live in this country in Jesus' name. We bless this nation in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. All right. So we're still in the series. What's the name of the series? Family, God's design. Amen. It's all, it was all in His plan from beginning to end. Uh, he, nobody surprised Him. Adam and Eve uh, falling into sin didn't surprise God. He knew everything was going to happen just like it's happened. He knew it. He knew it. You can't surprise God. You know, it's never a time that God says, Oh, I didn't see that coming. Never. Never. He knows everything that's going to happen before it ever happens. Amen? He's a good God. He's an awesome God. So, this morning... Is we're in part 12. This is part 12. Can you believe that? I started teaching this back in February. And here we are still in July. And we'll go into August some more with it. I still got some more parts today uh, to teach out of this series. But today I'm going to talk about the importance of raising godly children. Now, even if you don't have children, this is going to be good for you because you may know some children that need some prayer. And you can help pray for them and their parents. Amen. So there are two ways to raise a child. The right way or the wrong way. Can I get an amen? There's only two ways to raise a child. The right way or the wrong way. And you can choose. God's way, the truth is, God's way, which is the right way, or the world's way, which is the wrong way. Everybody understand that? I'm not going to be politically correct with anything I say today. I, you know, I'm not concerned about being politically correct in this world. I'm only concerned about being scripturally correct and biblically correct. That's my job. As parents, we can either put our trust in a professional who has limited clinical knowledge, or we can trust the Almighty God who knows everything. Amen who in His infinite wisdom gave us His Word to properly direct and guide our children. Now, you may not agree with everything I tell you today, and that's up to you. But I do want to say this. Everything I say today, like I said earlier, it's not going to be politically correct. And if it's my opinion, I'll tell you that it's my opinion. And if I have a scripture to, uh, if I have a scripture to back up and support what I say, then I'll tell you uh, this is what God says. So if you disagree with that, if you disagree with what God says, then you're just wrong. Amen. 
Andrew says some people argue with him sometimes. Andrew Womack, he says some people argue with him sometimes. And he says, well, if I agree with you, then we'd both be wrong. Because I'm agreeing with God. I'm going to agree with God. I'm going to stick with God. Because God's never wrong. I mean, people that shake their fist at God and they, and they shake their fist in the, in the air and they tell us on television and they say things about life and lifestyles and people and everything and they say, this is right, you're wrong. I'm sorry, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. Amen. So today, many psychologists suggest that you reason with your child when they misbehave. You just need to reason with them. Have you tried being reasonable with a child? <laughs> you know, yeah, I know you see you doing it. Uh, this style of parenting seems to be right for many people. However, Proverbs 16.25, this is what the Word of God says. 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Listen, God has given us step-by-step instructions in family matters and how to live and His Word as far as I'm concerned, is the final authority in any situation. It's the default that we always go back to. His Word. And that's my final answer on that. Amen? You can either choose to live and operate in the will of God, or you can do it the world's way. And by the way, if you choose to live your life your way, You say, I'm just going to live my life my way, and I'm going to let my kids make their decisions. You're living the world's way. And you're going to have some trouble. I can just tell you right now, I guarantee you, you're going to have some trouble. You may have some trouble doing it God's way too, but you're going to have less trouble, much less trouble. There's no middle ground as far as God is concerned. So my guarantee you today to you today is this. I guarantee that when you train your child according to the word of God, their success is guaranteed. Look at this uh, statement I've, I've got right here. You can write this down. Effective parenting is based on the word of God. Effective parenting is based on the word of God. Apart from it, you cannot be a good parent. And apart from God, your children will not have the proper direction in life. And they will not reach their destiny that God has intended for them. It's not, their destiny is not determined by what you want them to be. But what does God want your children to be? Amen. Amen. And, and listen, I know a lot of that. I will probably say something about that later. But your kids have aspirations, uh, desires. Things they want to be when they grow up. And, and it's okay. But you pray with them and you tell them. When you pray with them, you say, son or daughter, that's a great desire. And if that's what God has for you, if that's what God really desires for you to do, I'm going to pray that you be able to, to do it. And we're going to see everything. We're going to do as everything that we can do as parents to see that that happens in your life. That that's God's will for your life. Amen. So, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. We've, we've had that scripture. We've, we've believed that over our kids. And, you know, sometimes our kids make bad decisions. That's their decisions. Sometimes they make bad decisions. But in the end, they always come back. Listen, Proverbs 22 in the Passion Translation says this, 
Dedicate your children. And every time we, when we dedicate a child up here, this is what we're doing. Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Now, parents, and that's, that's why baby dedication is very important because it's really for the parents. Not so much for the baby. Baby don't know what's going on. There's some crazy preacher up here talking and putting oil on his head. He don't know what's going on. But the parents, listen, I want to tell you, it's very important you understand what's going on because it's your responsibility to raise a child. And they learn from what they see in the home. I want to tell you, parents, if you're, if you're going to argue with your wife or your husband, don't you do it in front of your kids. Because then you're teaching them how to argue and disrespect one another. Don't do things that you wouldn't want your kids to see. Don't do it in front of them. Go somewhere else. Get outside. Go, get, go sit in a car and argue. But don't do it in front of your kids. Amen? You love me? I love you. So, now I know some of your kids have already grown and they're out of the house, but there are a lot of young parents here this morning and, and, and some who will soon be parents. And I, I want to say a few things to you today and show you from the Word of God how important your role as parents is to your children and their future. This is my opinion now. I believe one of the main reasons uh, many kids today have behavioral problems is due to the fact that their parents didn't train them properly. I'm not calling you a bad parent, but I mean, it's, it, takes, it takes some training. You gotta, you gotta, it's, it's work. And, and that's just my opinion, but I also have some scripture to back that up. So, for example, Proverbs 22:15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from them. Amen. I want to tell you, I had a rod of correction applied. It's basically a big hand a lot of times on my butt, not, not on my face. You shouldn't ever slap a kid in the face. Parents, don't ever do that. The hands were made to bless. Amen. And they don't want to see a hand come into their face. And you should never slap a kid in the face. Amen. They shouldn't slap you in the face either. Amen. Proverbs, I, was, I was sitting at a, a baseball game one time, Little League baseball game, and my, my cousin was sitting by me with his little boy. Years ago, this was years ago at a Little League game. And that little boy uh, slapped, slapped him, his dad, right in the face. And I looked at, I looked at the dad and I said, well, what's he going to do now? He got that kid. He took that kid down under the bleachers. And I don't know what he did, but I know he, he came back crying. But, uh, yeah, you shouldn't do that, kids. You shouldn't slap your parents. There's no kids in here. But Proverbs 23, 13 and 14 says, Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. <laughs> you shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You're not going to hurt those kids. You know, and you don't want to. Listen, don't ever do it. Don't ever give them a spanking when you're mad. Calm down. Wait about 15 minutes and go get them. <laughs> Where you can be calm about it. <laughs> and then let them have it, you know. <laughs> you want, but it's not gonna, you're not going to hurt those kids. They need discipline. Now, you, wouldn't, you don't need to spank a teenager. You need to take stuff away. Yeah. Car keys. Cell phones. TV. My mom would put a circle on the wall and tell me, go stick your nose in that circle and don't move till I tell you you can, you know. 
I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was something else. All right. But I'm t- my purpose in telling you all this is don't, don't neglect your, your discipline. Children need to be disciplined. You needed it. You probably still need some. For sure. For sure. Proverbs 19.18 says, Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. Proverbs 13.24 says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him properly. Proverbs 29.15, The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Proverbs 29.17, Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Now, right now, I've probably got some parents mad at me over this, but listen, God is either Lord of your life and Lord over your family and over all you do, or He isn't. So, do what the Word says. Discipline your kids. They need discipline. I think it's, like I said earlier, it's my opinion, but I believe it's factual with, with the Scripture. If you don't discipline your kids, you're going to have trouble with them. And they need to be disciplined while they're young. Amen. And when they get older, when they get to be teenagers, then you start taking stuff away from them. You just privileges. Take their privileges away. You don't go. You just, you're not going to mind. You don't get to go. And you don't want to be, you're not mean. You're loving them. They're going to be either disciplined in the house or they're going to be disciplined in the jail. And if you love your kids, and I do, I love my kids. I still love them to this day. (laughs) That sounded bad, but I meant. But you love your kids. You You don't want them to be in trouble. You want to help them. And you want to do everything you can to help them. Amen. Some parents today want to accept just what the medical experts tell them there's, there's that's wrong with their child and just medicate them and say, well, that's just the way my child was born. My advice to you then is your child can be born again. That's my advice to everybody. Everybody said, that's just the way I am. You just need to be born again. Psalm 127.3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Children are a heritage from who? The The Lord. Your children belong to God. They're, they're only ours in a secondary sense. And by loving and caring for our children is one of the principal ways that we honor God and share in building His kingdom. Parents, your kids have not been given to you by chance. God didn't send them to irritate you or get on your nerves. God has a purpose for your children. You need to see them as blessings and begin to see the potential within them. God's watching them and He sees them for their divine uh, purposes. Isaiah 8.18 says, Here I am and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel. That's so good. From the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. See, God sees your children as signs and wonders in the earth. He sees their end from the beginning. Sometimes we as parents fail to see the big picture. And God knows what He's called your children to do. He knows the anointing and the gifts that He's placed in them. It's our responsibility as parents to shape their will without breaking their spirit. 
so they can fulfill God's plan for their lives. Amen. Some, so from the beginning and knowing how important it is to raise our, our children God's way, do we want to listen to some uh, child psychologist uh, that doesn't know God tell us how to raise our kids? No, I don't think so. God's way is perfect. It is the only way for us to get the best results. So then if I follow God's instructions, I can expect His promises to come to pass in my life and in the lives of my children. So here's some, here's some points I want to make some, take some notes here. How to raise godly children. Number one, be a godly parent. Duh. Amen. That kind of helps, being a godly parent. Well, how do you be a godly parent? Go to church. Go to church regularly. Read the Bible. Don't just use it as a centerpiece for your coffee table. Go to church. Amen. Billy Graham once said this, Children will invariably talk, eat, walk, think, respond, and act like their parents. Oh, man. <laughs> so, parents, the old saying, uh, do as I say, not as I do, it doesn't work with your children. Mm-mm. Maybe you haven't done everything right in the past. Maybe you haven't been a very good example for your kids. But listen, God makes all things new. And you can enter into a new season today and start all over again. Amen. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. You may think your 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 children are are already too far gone. Some of you have probably given up on them. They frustrate you so much. But don't quit. No, God didn't quit on you. Jesus didn't go halfway to the cross and say, "Ah, I just can't. They ain't worth it." Your children are worth it. They're worth it. I don't care how disrespectful, how much trouble they've given you for years. They're worth it. God sees their potential. You may not see it, but God does. He loves those kids. And you've got to start seeing with the eyes of grace. See your kids with the eyes of grace and say, you know, God, it doesn't look good right now, but I know you're a faithful God. He's a faithful God. And kids, hear me on this today about your parents, if you're any kids in here. Maybe they haven't been good parents and done everything just right. Maybe they just started to learn to, to do things God's way. It's going to take some time to renew their minds and develop and mature in the things of God. Give them a chance. They are learning just like you and they love you. So parents, the first step in raising godly children is being a godly parent. Uh, seriously, your children do learn what they see at home. And they see if they see how you talk to your wife or your husband, then they're going to learn how to talk to their friends and their mates later in life. So you've got to remember that. You always remember that, parents. Be an example to your kids. Babies, babies learn what they see. They learn from what's going on around them. I was looking at little Ezekiel. Yesterday, in there, and he's just, and he's, he wasn't looking at me. I'm right in front of him. He's looking everywhere else. 
Because he's exploring the world now. He sees everything and he's, well, he's impressed with lights and stuff. And he's exploring. And that's what kids do. They learn by what they see. Amen. So, they see all that. They see how you respect one another. See, children see whether you act one way in church and another way at home. I didn't. I know. I know you're probably saying you didn't have to go there, Pastor. <laughs> but they're smarter than that, people. They're smart. They see that. They see the hypocrisy in you. Don't let them. Don't let them see that. Don't let it be true. Amen. Be a godly example and your children will imitate you. Everybody wants to be like mom or dad. Right? Let them see how you respond to circumstances. In fear or in faith. It's very important that they see how you respond to things that go on in the house. Tragedies and other things. You can, those are all teachable moments. Uh, things that happen in your home. They're teachable moments. Remember that. How to raise godly children. Number two, spend time, not money, on your children. Spend time, not money, on your children. Amen. Read the Bible to them. Take time to spend with your kids and share Bible stories with them. Do things they like to do. I can remember when our kids were smaller, we would put them to bed and read Bible stories to them. Or we would just talk to them, you know, for a while uh, before uh, they went to sleep. We'd pray with them at night. Just do that. Pray with your kids before they go to bed at night. You know what, kids, when they lay down at night, all that stuff that they've been doing all day long is going through their minds. They may be fearful about stuff. They may be stressed about schoolwork. There's a lot of things going on in these kids. They're very fragile. They're very resilient, but they're very fragile at moments, too. And they think about all the pressures that they have to think about every day. So it's good for you to just go in there and comfort them. With a word of God or with a word of prayer. Love your kids. Love your kids. Amen. Your kids will always remember those times that you spent with them. Comforting them. They'll, they'll think back on that. Uh, I read this story about this man who came home from work late. And he found his uh, five-year-old son waiting for him at the door. He said, Daddy, may I ask you a question? Dad replied, yeah, sure. What is it? He said, uh, uh, how much money do you make an hour? And his dad, the dad got mad and said, that's none of your business. Why do you want to know? And the little boy said, I just want to know. Please tell me, how much do you make an hour? And the dad, he, wanting to sit down and relax, he said, if you must know, I make $20 an hour. The little boy sighed and bowed his head. Looking up, he asked Daddy. He asked, Daddy, may I borrow $10, please? And the father flew off the handle. If, if the only reason you wanted to know how much I make is so you can hit me up for some cash to buy some stupid toy, then you can just go to your room and go to bed. You're selfish. I, I work long, hard hours every day and don't have time for this. And the little boy quietly went to his room and shut the door. The dad sat down and started to get even madder about the nerve of this little boy. And how dare he ask questions only to get some money. After a while, the dad calmed down and thought, maybe I was a little too hard on the boy. And maybe he really needed the money for something important. And so the father went to his son's room and opened the door. Are you asleep, son? No, Daddy, I'm awake. Dad said, I've been thinking maybe I was too hard on you earlier. 
it's been a long day and I took it I took it out on you. Here's that ten bucks you asked for. The little boy sat straight up, beaming. Oh, thank you, Daddy, he exclaimed. Then reaching under his pillow, he pulled out a wad of crumpled bills. And the dad, seeing the little boy already had some money, started to get angry again. The little boy slowly counted out his money and then looked up at his dad. The dad, now, now he was really ticked off and demanded to know what was going on. Why'd you, why'd you want more money if you had some already? The little boy replied, because I didn't have enough, but now I do. I have $20, and I'd like to buy an hour of your time. Oh. <laughs> I got one, didn't I? He just wanted to buy an hour of his father's time. Mm. That's a good story, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes all your kids want or need is for you to spend some quality time with them. Yeah, that's good. Spend time with them. Number three, instruct your children in the ways of God. Proverbs 22, 6, we'll read it again. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When the Bible instructs us to train up a child in the way he should go, we're talking about training children in the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the way is Jesus Christ. The way is the Word of God. Today, parents need a guide to raise and train up children. So when these verses... When this verse says to train up a child in the way he should go, the way referred to is the way of the Word of God. Notice the word way, it's, it's a singular word. God doesn't say there are numerous ways to train up a child. It's God's way. There needs to be training, particularly in the younger years of a child's life. So as this verse states, when they are old, they won't depart from it. You can't just leave it up to them to learn on their own. You've got to train them. Part of that training is making sure they, they learn the ways of God. Take them to church. Don't send them. Take them and learn with them. I remember when we had a picture show up here. That's a movie theater. Uh, in case y'all didn't know. Picture show. And uh, in the intermission time or before the movie started, I know Speedy will remember that. Or before the shows ever start, when you come in and sit down and you're waiting for the movie to start, there was a sign, there was a, a field that came up that says, don't send your children to church this Sunday. Don't send your children to church this Sunday. And I'd look away and miss the other part all the time. It says, don't send your children to church, Mommy. You see that? You see that? And then it, and it, here it comes up later. Take them. Don't send them. Take them. Amen? I remember. I still remember that to this day. And uh, so I'd sit up there in my house, and I'd watch to see if Kim would go to church. She was right across the street, and I'd see her get going down the sidewalk, and I'd get dressed real quick and get over there. <laughs> so I could see her. Yeah. In a lot of homes today, parents have passed the training over to the schools and let the schools train our kids, let the schools raise our kids. And I'm going to tell you, you're making a big mistake, especially with schools today. They don't let them pray. We need to get prayer back in school. Who's for that? I am. Amen. Separation of church and state. What kind of 
That's so stupid. Yeah. It was God who's blessed this nation. That's the reason we're the greatest nation. That's the reason we went to the moon. We're the greatest nation because God has blessed us. That's the reason God does such good things for America because it's the greatest nation and we honor God. We honor God here. Amen. Schools today are having to teach the children about social issues that should be taught by the parents in the home. I don't want my third grader uh, learning about sex in school. They can learn that from me. Amen. Later on sometime, you know, I'll send them to Kim. (laughs) I don't know. You know what? I don't think we ever taught our kids about I never had that talk with you, daughter of mine. She just she just knew from the word of God. She knew. <laughs> what about Patrick? Did you know Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> just hard. That's hard to talk about. Yeah, but, but it needs to be done. Amen. Yeah, just kind of. They just picked it up by osmosis some way. I don't know. <laughs> They learned it on Archie Bunker, probably. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> but that's a, that's a moral issue. The school doesn't need to be teaching the moral issues. That's for the home. You need to teach your kids about morality at home. And morality shouldn't be taught. It, it should be taught only in the home, not at the schools. But many parents in our society today have little, if any, moral standards and so their kids have none as well. That's what's sad. And if parents don't have it, how will children? So the schools are having to take up slack in some of the social and moral issues and teach it the world's way. And that's why we're in the trouble we're in in this nation today. Because we don't know what morality is. We don't have a standard. It's only God's Bible. This is the standard. This is the moral standard that we as Christians live by. It's not what a man says or a woman says. It's what, a, it's what the Bible says, what God says. Now, let me say this. It's never too late to start over and do it right. It's never too late. Kim and I, we didn't start off with the, the leave, the, what you call the leave it to beaver uh, type family, ideal family. But as we begin to yield ourselves to God, we grew in our understanding of God's ways and we began to train our children in God's ways. You know, parents, I've seen a lot of y'all do, do things great. Like uh, Ruby took the kids camping. Her and some others went camping with the kids. They went tent camping for days. And, uh, but that's good. those kids will never forget that. Did you get to go? Did you get to go? See, he'll, he'll never forget that. Man, my dad took me uh, deer hunting. I'll never forget that. We, we had those, those times are precious. Spend times taking your kids places, you know. Take them to the Alamo. I mean, just going on little trips. You don't have to go way off somewhere. You just go short trips. Go to Goliath. They got a little mission down there you can go. It's really neat to see all that. And just take them little places every now and then. You don't have, you can do it on a Saturday. You know, go somewhere. And father and, and mother both try to go if you can, you know. Those little, those little times. Have y'all ever been to, uh, what's the, what's the rock? Up there? Enchanted Rock? You ever been to Enchanted Rock? You gotta go there, Ruby. It's up, uh, uh, north of Fredericksburg, about 25 miles. Y'all go up there, Jennifer. It don't cost that much to go there. Tank of gas. Huh? 
And there's a big giant cross in Kerrville over there now. There's a cross park. What do they call that place? Places like that are just neat to take your kids for a day and go. And it don't cost you a lot of money. You know, you don't need to spend all that money. They just want to spend time with you. Amen. And they'll like that. Boy, that, that enchanted rock, you can climb all over that thing. They got some caves. Be careful of them caves. But, uh, amen. But uh, we grew, Kim and I, we grew in our understanding of God's ways, and we began to train our children God's ways. We used to take our kids to every Christian concert that was in the area at Austin or San Antonio. We would take them to see Carmen and other people. Uh, who? Audio Adrenaline. DC Talk. Yeah. Toby Mac. All them. We took our kids. We didn't wait. We didn't wait for the church to take them. We took them. We just went. We just did it. We just did it. It was fun. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, my, my children went to private school, and uh, Christian school, and that was a blessing because they were being taught. And Kim was one of the teachers there, so she was taking them every day. And, uh, from, and it was all uh, Christian curriculums and stuff. Uh, but we, didn't, we just didn't depend upon the school uh, to teach our kids the ways of God. We took them to church. We made sure that they were, they were instructed in the ways of the Lord, even at home and at church. Amen? We talked about God a lot. We prayed for our meals regularly. We did a lot of things that just, we were examples to them. That's all it takes a lot of times, just be an example. Amen? And pray for them. And pray for them. Yes, pray for them. Yeah. I, don't, I, can't, I can honestly say I can't ever remember my parents ever praying for me. I, I can't. I just thought about that. They could have maybe when I was a baby. I couldn't understand them. They left me sitting in my little high chair eating sometime. I'd be in the kitchen by myself. Just eating. I'd throw it stuff on the floor. No, I <laughs> but they told me that, and, I, and they got a picture of me sitting in that high chair eating by myself in the kitchen. They was in there watching TV. Left me all, all alone. Poor boy. But listen, I'm not against public schools. Don't get. I'm not saying that because we need to have good, strong Christian kids in our public schools to be a light there. Somebody's got to shine a light there. But amen. And uh, not everybody can do a private school. I know, but uh, I know we have several Christian teachers that are in our church who teach in public schools, and they're needed there. Uh, they're really needed there. And I pray that one day we'll see uh, prayer back in school and the teachers teaching. The Word of God, Amen. There in school too. They, they, somebody said they were going to start a Bible curriculum, Bible teaching here in, in Luling. Well, I don't know if they ever did it. Did they ever do that? Anybody know? Do they? Somebody teach the Bible? Is it? Uh, I think it was old Brett. Okay, what's his name? Brett. Can't think of his name. But the world around us is rapidly changing. We all know that. But it's reassuring to know that we serve a God who never changes. His word never changes. His morals never change. And His standards will always remain the same. But listen, no matter where you are, where you send your kids to school, don't leave it up to the schools or anyone else to train your children. God gave you as parents the responsibility. And listen, He'll hold you accountable to carry out that mission. Amen? Amen. All right. That's all i got. So let's review those three again. Uh, you have all three on a, on one page there. Now, be a godly parent. This is how you raise godly children. Be a godly parent. Spend time, not money, 
on your children. Now, they'll, say not, they'll, they'll want some money every now and then, so that's not, don't ever not give them any money because they're going to need some. My mama gave me a dollar a day to go to school. And, and I had to eat lunch with that back when we were in elementary school. And I would go to the Dairy Mart. Was it Dairy Mart? I could get a hamburger, french fries, and a medium Coke for 64 cents. I started saving those that change. Every day I'd stay, save that change, man, so I could go skating on the weekends and stuff like that. 64 cents, hamburger, fries, and a Coke. Medium Coke. Amen. So it's okay to let them have some money, yeah. Just, you know, they got to know. Hey, listen, you can teach your kids about a budget too, right? You need to teach your kids about a budget. They just can't go crazy and spend everything they want. And they just want, when you take them to a store somewhere, Walmart, they just want everything. I saw a kid up there in Walmart with his family, and that kid kept grabbing stuff, you know, right at the checkout counter. They put all that candy right there on purpose. They do it on purpose. And the kid's just throwing it, throwing the candy in the basket. And the mama didn't see it until they, they started unloading it up on the slide there. I didn't want, you can't get, no, put that all back in on it. That's funny. I started, I almost, I almost said, I'll, I'll pay for it, but I said, no, I'm going to stay out of that. <laughs> ain't no telling, mama. Yeah. I ain't going to be responsible for rotting their teeth. Uh-uh. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Did you get something out of that? That's pretty good. We're going to carry on into it next week. I'm going to talk about uh, kingdom parenting, what it means to be kingdom parenting and we're going to have a special uh celebration next week our family fun day we're celebrating 33 years as a church and uh we're going to have that yeah we're going to show we're going to show the first six months of the year video of what we've done so far this year uh pam's put it together on a video and with music and we're going to show that next week as well so you don't want to miss next week because you you might be in the video and we're going to look for you and you ain't where'd they go if you're on vacation or something, that's one thing. That's okay. But bring your kids to church. Take your kids to church. And bring them Sunday evening. And then bring them back to the swimming pool when we go. Yeah, that afternoon. Amen. Let's pray.